From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock with you alongside Cedric Granger. It is the Sports Fan, and it is presented by J&K Contracting. Got a lot of to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to talk MLB baseball. MLB baseball. Playoffs, though. Playoffs, <laughs> playoffs, though. Playoffs? You talking about the playoffs right now? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, playoffs. <laughs> and uh, you know what, Seti? I can't, I can't rag on you too much because you're a Reds fan as well, but the Reds and the Orioles score, uh, won the same amount of postseason games uh, this year. Zero. We'll get into that. And about hey, the, the same format. amount as the whole AL East? That's crazy. Yeah, though. the That's best crazy division in baseball, about, huh? apparently. No, I guess not. It, guess it's not. it's been something. I mean, especially the NLDS, and they've got a game on right now. Bottom of the third, runners on the corners, one to one. The Braves and the Phillies. Uh, you can guarantee that I will be keeping an eye on that pretty much the entirety. I'm hoping we get to yeah. uh, catch the end even after this. I'm saying this. I told Ethan about a week and a half ago, once we finished up the regular season, that if anyone was going to beat the Braves, it's the Phillies. That team was coming on, on a tear during September, and it's really played out that way. I mean, it took an unbelievable double play at the end by Harris, climbing the ladder and then throwing it back into the infield, a great relay throw that to was, get Harper. But that was an electric moment. But it's just one of those things that shows how close the margin is. Of course, Riley, too, with the uh, home run to give the Braves the lead late in the game, too, was big as well. I, I mean, Braves-Phillies right now is, I think, by far the best rivalry in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of one better. I mean, you look at some, I mean, because the Braves, they're mad. They were mad. Astros-Yankees. I mean, but yeah. that's that's kind of that's kind of fading away. And we might see, I mean, Astros-Rangers, uh, ALCS, and that might happen. We don't know. We'll find out. I'm about 90% yeah. sure that's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't see the Twins winning right now, the next two the games. But that Jordan Alvarez, like his play, like they were showed this graphic of him comparing him to David Ortiz and his like playoff runs, and they look very similar in terms of the home run. I mean, he oh my, three run home run by the Phillies. They were up four to one. Holy that holy. just happened. Let's see wow. This is what I love too, because we get to react live while <laughs> on the sports. So we're, we're literally being a sports fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The sports it, fan. Oh. It doesn't get much better than that, huh? Who was it? Who was it? Harper. Bryce. It was Harper. Castellanos. Yes, it was. Too. It was Red Harper. Legends. Of course, it was Bryce Harper. I mean, you got to imagine. You got to imagine the yeah. crowd with that. I mean, that was. I mean, it had to be electric. And I'll tell you this. The, this Phillies team, when it comes to home runs, they hit more home runs in one month than any month in Phillies history in September. So they had that type of momentum going into this October. It's not, crazy. Not to mention how many home runs they hit in last year's October, that red October. <laughs> it was insane. And you look at it, Citizens Bank Park is not exactly a hitter-friendly park. It just shows the 
moonshots. The power. I mean, when you get, you just look at the lineup from top to bottom. You can talk a Trey Turner, you're talking Harper, Castellano, and of course, when it comes to hitting absolute missiles, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. That guy can destroy a baseball. He's either going to get all of it or none of it. Not much in between. Uh, he, 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 he is Adam Dunn, pretty much. But that's still, and, and they're still not out of the inning yet as the Phillies have another base runner. Um, that, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a really interesting series. I, I don't know what the Braves, Braves fans are going to be very unhappy if they lose. But, I mean, I'm so glad we got that Phillies-Braves series again because... It's turning into this generation. I call it the NLCS. Yeah. Essentially, even if it's the NLDS, that's the championship. Whoever wins this is going to the World Series, in my opinion. I, mm, I would, I, I would pump the brakes on that Say, with the Diamondbacks the defense. Diamondbacks? I'm real high on the on the Diamondbacks pitching is really good, and they get the hitting what they need. They've got some yeah. clutch players on there. Evan Longoria, he's good. Yep, he's been there. Done, he's, he's Christian Walker. Walker. I mean, younger guys like Carroll. I mean, speedsters on the base pass. Oh, too. yeah. yeah. They, they have just enough clutch, I, I think, especially against the Phillies. That's a really even series. I don't know how they match up against the Braves, but I think against the Phillies, I, I think I would, give, I would give the Diamondbacks a chance with that. I, I would give it against the Braves just because the Braves have that lockdown bullpen. That's something the Phillies don't exactly have. No, not but. at all. And you actually have a really good point with the Diamondbacks. So I was really impressed with the way in their pitch selection. So against the Dodgers, they utilized a lot of sliders and sinkers from what I saw, keeping it low in the zone. And they actually forced a couple of double plays that ended up being massive situations, even one against Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. yes. Uh, we, I caught all of that game, and, I mean, it was – Zach Gallen was great. Oh, like always, man. He is unbelievable. Needed him to get one more strikeout, but he was great. Uh, he <laughs> Two was wins really already good. this yeah. season. And then, of course, um, what was really big with the uh, Diamondbacks at the end of that game, too. So, of course, the dangerous part of that Dodgers lineup, that top with Mookie Betts, with Freeman. You know, if it gets to those guys, anything can happen in the ninth inning. So, they got one, two, three innings in the eighth. And in the ninth, if they would have not allowed one guy on base in any of those situations or would have had any situation where they saw four batters, you would have had Mookie Betts coming up in the ninth inning, Freddie Freeman coming up in the ninth inning, and that's where things get dangerous. And remember, and remember, this is with that off day, another base runner for the Phillies, by the way. Uh, two runners on now. That, that's uh, I didn't even mention Romuto right now. He's yeah, not coming up too. That's uh, uh, this. This could be a disaster for the Braves, and we'll get back to them in a second. But back to the Diamondbacks. That's really that bullpen. I don't know why the Mariners traded Paul Sewald, but I mean, yeah. Arizona is benefiting a ton from that trade. And, and you look at the Diamondbacks right now, and they just are getting the job done with that bullpen. And I, I, I don't know who can beat them right now if that bullpen is as good. And with the rest day, mm, they're all part. fresh. They they're are. all fresh again tonight. This is going to be a dogfight right now. Now, I will say the travel is going to be a bit, even though they get the day off, the travel is going to be big no matter what. Yeah. You're switching time zones big time well, for that, too. Well, no, no, no. It's the Dodgers. Dodgers, Diamondbacks. Oh, when Diamondbacks go play, if they, assuming yeah. they win the series, you're playing either Atlanta or Philly. True. But at least for tonight, I mean, without much travel, not much stress on the travel. Well, I think it's, they could just win. I don't think they're going to lose this. I don't think there's any way they lose this Dodgers series, in my opinion, right now. And something we need to talk yeah. about, how <laughs> you know, because we talk we talk about the 2020 Lakers being Mickey Mouse, the 2020 <laughs> Dodgers might be the most Mickey Mouse, the most fraudulent MLB winning team 
ever. Because yeah, Northwoods it, League compatriots might not like that because there's a lot of Northwoods League players that are actually were on that Dodgers but, team. But I yeah. mean, you look at it. You you look you look at the Dodgers. <laughs> look at what they've done. Look at what they did in 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014, 2021. 2022 look at what they're doing this year (laughs) like what are we doing like dave roberts i literally just sat there in disbelief at how overmanaged that game was yeah it's really dumb bad just from you just got to look at this i was telling ethan about this the starting pitchers in two games come two combined innings and part of that part of that is Remember how the Reds' were, uh, starting rotation was for like how they literally had Andrew Abbott and then like three four uh, yeah, A players. I know they dealt with their injuries. <laughs> they, too. That's that's what the Dodgers had for the longest time as well. So, uh, I mean, it's it, it's tough. It's tough for the Dodgers, but when that happens, over and over and over, like that twenty twenty one Dodgers team was incredible, mm-hmm. and you make it to. The ALC, you make me make it to the NLCS. You should beat that Braves team. That Braves team was not that good. They achieving team that really finished the season off strong, but at the midway point in the year, there was no separation between them and the rest of the teams. Exactly. I mean, you look that NL East race looked insane, and then the Braves just pulled away at the end. And then after that, nobody expected them to win that series, and they come out and they win. And yeah, same with the Padres last year. I know the Padres had a lot of talent, but a lot of people expected the Dodgers to win that series, and they couldn't get it done. And now this year, they looked like they were highly favored against a Diamondback squad. Didn't think that. I mean, they did beat the Brewers really convincingly too, straight. And they have a lot of young talent, but this was a team that was fighting their tails off to even make it into the playoffs. And right now, they have their backs against the wall yet again. And for Dodgers fans and for Dodgers Nation, it's like the same old story every single year. It seems like absolutely. And you look. You really look at this, and we're, we're in year two of this new playoff format with, with six teams per uh, division. And each year, there's so far, there has only been one team, the Houston Astros, that have won the game that they're supposed No, the Yankees did last year, too, didn't they? Yeah. No, the Yankees did last year, too. So only two teams. The National League... Not a single division-winning team has won the National League a National League playoff uh, series since the change. You look at it last year, Cardinals, they lose to the Phillies in the wild card round, and then the Dodgers and the Braves both lose in four. This year, Brewers... Ironically, both the teams in their own division, by the way. Yep, Brewers <laughs> get swept. And at the moment, the Dodgers aren't looking that good. And currently, I, I think the Braves just made a pitching change. Uh, but currently, you've I mean, got wins. I'll give them their credit; they they did win. Yeah. So the Lone Rangers. Oh, a Rio Muto double! It's six to one now. Ooh. And so now we can really start talking about this with Castellanos coming to the plate with still a runner on second. Mm-hmm. So we can really start talking about this right now because this was a talk of. 
the town on Twitter on uh, after Saturday. They're bringing it up actually during the broadcast now, which I think is pretty intriguing. They brought it up during Orioles-Rangers yeah. multiple times. Because you look, the Orioles, they get swept it, and part of that was the Orioles really overachieved. Young and team. The, and Rangers, the Rangers were underachieving throughout the season as well. And that was the one thing with the Padres last year is you knew the Padres had the talent, and the same with the Phillies, to be honest. You knew they had the talent. They just underachieved throughout the season. That's right. And that's what you're seeing with the Rangers. Has so much variability compared to other sports. When you have these long marathon seasons, it's almost just about trying to make it into the dance, and then it becomes a new season once you get into the playoffs. And top-end talent can like really show. Even if you are, for the Orioles, 101-61 team throughout the regular season, and they didn't drop. Like To illustrate this, they didn't drop. They didn't get swept in any series throughout the entire season. Last 16 months. Yep. And now, the first series of the playoffs, they get swept. Yeah. It's like, where'd that come from? And same thing, it's like the Rangers, they play, they had stints where they looked like one of the best teams in baseball at the beginning of the season. They were unreal, and then they just had a massive losing streak. There was actually a question whether they were going to make the playoffs or not at a certain point. And even then, the division, they had a two-and-a-half game lead on the division with like three games to go and lost it. Yeah. So it's just like, you just sit there and you think about it, and you're like, how do these teams like do that? But it's just like there's so much variability. It's such a long season. There's injuries. Sometimes teams aren't at their best. Teams just aren't sharp. Road trips, tough turnarounds, bad streaks that happen. Sometimes you just go cold. Sometimes your bats, they aren't hot at the right time. And then you just wake up when the playoffs start. You wake up in October once you make it. That's what the Phillies have been doing. That's what they've been doing last year. Now what it looks like they're going to do again this year. And they might make it back-to-back World Series trips. Possibly, and and the Braves have finally gotten out of the inning, but a sixth spot in the bottom of the third for Philadelphia. They now lead 6-1. to one. It's Castellanos struck out looking to end the inning, but still. And it really brings the question to the playoff format with these buys. How is that putting these high-seeded teams at a disadvantage? And, you know, obviously you've got to put a little bit more stress on the pitching staff in these high-wire high, high games, but... I mean, it's it's not looking it's not good. It's not looking good when you have the Phillies and you know the Phillies they're beating the Braves again. The Dodgers losing. Texas. Texas winning over the Orioles. It's not a great look, and you're not seeing the best teams over the entire season win in the postseason, and especially with baseball, with purists, especially with the baseball purists, that is a big thing. And so a lot of people are questioning, what can we do to penalize these wild card teams even more? And remember, this is a, this is not a new problem for baseball. They had this problem with when the NLDS and the when the divisional series was introduced. Back in the 90s, mm-hmm. the wild card was overpowered. They brought in the second wild card in 2012, and that kind of balanced it out a little bit. Now we're seeing the same issue. So here's something that they could do. This is what some suggestions, some rumblings I've had is that what right now, if you're in that wild card series, if you're you end it in two games and you get the sweep, you get a nice break before you get to go and play your first road game to start things off. So you can almost reset your starting pitching. Uh, we'll take take the Diamondbacks for example. Gallon he started um, for the Diamond or for the Diamondbacks yeah against the Brewers in that first series, and now he was able to come back and pitch in Game Two and provide winnable starts in each of those matchups, being able to work off of that sort of rest. So one thing they said is, hey, as soon as they finish their series, you better pack your stuff 
and you're going to play that team on that day. Unfortunately, though, that's where ticket sales come into issue, where you're trying to you don't know when your first game will be, and that could be problematic. Um, I'm just saying that could be a way to make it kind of like what you have to do in the regular season when you finish a three-game set against a divisional foe or something. It's a hard-fought series. You have to go pack your stuff up, go on the road, and play someone else random. So I think that's a big factor. Also, you have to think, too, divisional races that were down to the wire. I think that could play a factor, too. The AL East and wild card situation, there were so much battles there. The Twins, they didn't have to worry about any sort of no. battle late in the year. For the Orioles, they didn't. Cl- they won 101 games and didn't clinch till three games left in the regular season because the Rays won 97 games. Same thing with that. The Rangers and the Blue Jays, they all had a big fight. Astros, too, and Mariners, who were the one odd team out and, in that and, situation. Those teams all had to fight, but the Twins did not have to. So and, and that's something that might... That's something that might be what the issue is with this format. Because you look at last year, the Yankees, they were set in pretty well. They won their DS game. You look at the you look at the Astros, they were pretty well set. They won their DS game. The Guardians last year, they, they were pretty set in the division. They were stuck in that three seed pretty well. They didn't have any problems in the first game, and they took the Yankees to five in the DS. Yep. I, I really think that, that that might be something you're on to with that. I, I also agree with the rest days, but I think there's a very easy way to do this. You sit there, and obviously you have all the games get done by three. All the games get done by three. What you do, and I, I really want to see them staggered again, because yeah. that's something I don't like. I don't like how everything starts on that Saturday, and then everything's done again. So I think you stagger the games again. So what you do is you have the wild card round. So and this is where this is where you could have possibly the All-Star game mean something again. Mm-hmm. The winner of the All-Star game has their wild card games move back a day. Think about that. Think about that for a second. So say for example this year what the National League finally won again? Yeah. The National League would get their wild card series to start on Tuesday. The American League, you have to start it on Monday. So instead of, and you wouldn't get the travel day per se. I mean, you all the games start at 3 p.m., you leave at 6, you go, and you start the next game at like 6 or 7 o'clock on Monday night, have a doubleheader on Monday night, you know, start one at 6.30, have the other one start at like 9.30, run the games that way for game one of the wild card series, and then... After the wild card series, then you have to have another travel day. Have the wild card games start early. So, like, have the AL say on that third day, if there's a third game, start those games earlier in the day, like 3 o'clock, and then have that be the latest game the next day in the divisional series. I think think that's the way to do it. Another thing I think would help is if the teams decide... If the the higher seed, like the one seed gets to decide who they want to play. Because that's something I really don't like about this system is I don't like there's no reseed. Yeah, I, I, I don't do see that. why aren't the Braves playing the Diamondbacks right now. Well, you know, they could just like go just NBA style. Just take top six. Yeah. Just just straight up top six. No divi- divisions are only there to build your schedule. No, 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 no. I, I disagree with that. I, I think that especially with baseball, you need to have the divisions. Uh, but what if they expand? You still think they should have divisions? 
Oh yeah, they still should have divisions because you have those rivalries in there. Yeah, you have those you rivalries. Still can't play those rivalries. Well, you still, still have, have those rivalries, but I, 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 the division, divisional titles mean a lot more in baseball and football than what they do in hockey and basketball. And the reason why football, you've only got that set amount of games. Those are the only teams you play twice. And it's the same thing with baseball. You play those te- games teams a lot more than you do other teams in base or in basketball and hockey you play every team you play all these teams like you know you play every every team in your conference three times you play every team in your division four times and you know teams in the other conference like two times a year and like that's that's great but that doesn't really give the that doesn't really give to where you really have these big fights when you're playing teams 18 19 times a year that's important. You, you, you can't lose that. So I, I disagree on getting rid of the divisions with it. Divisions are still important. But I, I really think that reseeding is the way to go with this. Or have the teams pick which wild card they want. Almost like I what you see I think that would add a lot of, uh, there would be a lot of tenacity with a number one team. It'd be fun. Like if you choose, they have to choose which team they want to play out of the scenario. Exactly. Hmm. And it's, it's, still, it's, still that, it's still that pocket. It's still that pocket, but because I think that that's the know. that's the best way to go about it. Like, what what are you gonna do? Because right now you've got the guesswork of oh, you know, the two or the six could play. The two is gonna play the three if they win. Well, we could take a look. Let's see how it would play if we think anything would change based off of if we reseeded, right? Well, I can tell you the Braves would not choose to pick the Phillies. They would be they would have picked oh, the winner. No. The, Brewer, the Brewers because the Brewers Diamondbacks winner would have been the the team that the Braves would have chosen. So, I I really think I really think that that's how to fix it, because I'm guessing that the our our thing with the travel days uh, that's not going to be accepted by the MLB Players Association, mm-hmm. which is understandable. I get that, but I I just I, I feel because another yeah, issue would have taken the Twins for sure in that yeah. situation. Another another issue with it is how the dates line up. And I've mentioned this all throughout the season. I've complained about it all summer because you've got some big Major League Baseball games, and the only way you can watch it is if you have MLB.tv. You cannot, like as a casual fan, you can't sit there and turn on a good baseball game unless you have at least MLB Network. And, like, you're not growing the casual fan base. Because let me tell you, uh, having all the... Having all the divisional series start on a Saturday, no, it, it doesn't work because everyone's watching college football. Then game twos on the on the Sunday, With the everyone's watching the NFL. Albeit there were some weak games this week, but still, it like doesn't matter. Week NFL beats you could you could compare you could compare the numbers. Guess which numbers were better between Cowboys 49ers and, and what twin twins Astros? No. So nobody's nice. nobody's watching Twins Astros over 49ers Cowboys, no matter how bad of a blowout it is. It doesn't matter what game. baseball game it is, period. That's never going to beat a 49ers it's Cowboys not, game. It's not the 90s anymore. You can't be putting these games on weekends and expect people to watch them. Game one of the World Series being on a Friday night, who's going to watch that? Nobody watches TV on Friday nights. You're either going out around here, you're going to high school football games. It's not that I wouldn't love to watch the World Series. I can't. I'm I'm busy 
with broadcasting high school football. People are busy going to high school football games yeah. or going out. I mean, I Nobody's watching league, though, them. Like, if you have that many games in a series, you've got to play on a weekend at some point. And you got to well, just, like, trust you yourself. Got, you got to play on a if weekend. If you're a big brand, you've got to be able to at least get some sort of pull on a Saturday. But like, they uh, aren't. They aren't, and that's the issue. When you're when your three biggest games, and I get it, they're avoiding they're avoiding they're avoiding the and NFL with this. The NFL or college football, they still get some decent turnout for some of these games. Well, they get some decent turnout, like, especially if you get a Rangers Astros series coming up. Oh, that is going to sell. Like, a- absolutely, and and, and, and the and the uh, the league will. championship series is you can't do much about. Uh, like those, I'm not counting. But when it's the biggest thing, the World Series. And you're putting these games on Friday and Saturday night? It's not the 90s. You're not going to get the poll that you want out of that. People on Saturday night, they're going to be watching the casual sports fans. They're going to be watching college football. That's what used to make that so great is when you sit there with the Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what else is on TV Paul, on a Wednesday you know, on a Tuesday at the night, end of you've October? Got a battle with Maction, and I just don't think there's any competition. I don't. There. <laughs> I don't think that there's much of a. I don't think there's much of a poll with that. The Venn diagram, uh, the overlap on the Venn diagram of Maction fans and the World Series is probably about uh, about. Uh, you know, they talk about fitting. They talk about fitting a camel through the eye of a needle. That's about it. So. I, I don't know what they're doing because no like what do you think the ratings are gonna look at last year you literally had a no hitter a no hitter on a weekend it was on I but I wasn't that I believe that was on a it's either FS1 it was on, no it was on a uh, it was on a set it was on the Saturday it was game two I believe yes it was game two it was on a Saturday night. Nobody watched it. That's like the second time that's happened in World Series history, and nobody watched it. Because how could you watch it? Yeah, I you- think it starts to, like, the regular season. It's got to start with allowing people to watch their teams during the regular yes. season. You don't allow a lot. There's not enough nationally televised games. So you have Sunday Night Baseball. The problem with Sunday Night Baseball is that it's either, if you're not the Astros, the Yankees, or a big market team, they got, they're not they, going to put you on. They, they got, got better got, about it later on in the season. Later but, on it, but you have to have a good season. It's got to, like, the Orioles got one game in Camden Yards on Sunday Night Baseball. It had to be against the Yankees, yeah. and that was the reason why they got it, too. They don't it's know how to market their sport, and it's so infuriating. And Especially when you sit there, we, we can look up the TV numbers. I guarantee you the World Series is going to be down because of when it's played. Because there's a big difference between playing your big game seven on a Wednesday and the big game seven on on a Saturday in the fall. That's right. They need Taylor Swift to help the MLB. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What what, 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 what would the equivalent of Taylor Swift be for... uh uh, let's see. What, what what's the most Taylor Swift pop star? Yeah, they need they need Olivia Rodrigo to date like Julio Rodriguez. Oh my we'll, we'll go with that. Or or Ellie De La Cruz. Sure, we'll, <laughs> we'll give Ellie his time. Anyways, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll find something else to talk about. Maybe we'll argue about TV more. Uh, this is a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. This week on Football Friday Kickoff. No exaggeration, this might be the biggest week of the year. High-profile matchups all around the region, including the OVC, MSL, and SVC. And in our Game of the Week, we'll take a deep dive into the history and the significance of the matchup between Nelsonville, York, and Vinton County. All this and more on Football Friday Kickoff, live from Boston Fields in Bookdale. 
Friday at 5 on Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. Getting the right health care for the right problem can save you time and stress. That's why Ohio Health offers three types of care options right here in Southeast Ohio. Call your primary care provider when you're sick or when you need to manage your long-term health. Visit urgent care when you can't get in with your doctor. And go to the ER for severe, life-threatening situations. Find out which Ohio Health location is your best choice at ohiohealth.com slash right care. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, $1.19 each. Open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Head over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. Gets the snap out of the shotgun and screens it out on the right side. Oh! Intercepted Tui Molowau. Will walk into the end zone with a pick six. Jalen Tui Molowau. What a day he is having as he intercepts Sean Clifford's pass and runs it into the end zone. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Join us Saturday as Ohio State hits the road to take on Purdue. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 10.30 a.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. We are back in on the sports fan. Carl Blaylock, Cedric Granger, and yes, we spent the entire. We're still, we're still talking about TV a little because I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you're sitting there, and and you have, I don't know. I I, I just I really think that you got to figure a better way to do that. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it just, we talked about this so much with how local TV, it's just like it's died. You can't watch your own team unless you have 50 million subscriptions. It's starting to affect college football, too, at this point. So it's like you've got to have NFL Plus, you've got to have ESPN Plus for some games, you've got to have Paramount Plus for some games. It's just never going to help, or you have to be local market, or. Nowadays, you can't even, like, let's take the Columbus Crew, for example. I like MLS a little bit. I like watching the Columbus Crew because that's mm-hmm. a local team yeah. from from Columbus. And the problem is you can't watch that team unless you have Apple TV+. Plus. So you're starting to spread yourself real thin with these. And all of these are monthly subscriptions. What the problem is, there's no, like, you know, pay it for the year. I think, I think there is, but it's still, like... It's cheaper to do the little monthly subscription, and that's where they get you. They get you because you'll forget about it, and you yeah. only use it during the season. And, so and, it's and, just like, it's how they do it. And especially with the MLS, and I, I think it is a marketing problem in general, um, but especially with the MLS, I think they've really messed up with that TV deal because, like, nationally, that's a great deal. It's a great deal for all parties involved. You get the brand of Apple. Apple gets into sports. But what I think they needed to do is you needed to limit it like what the NFL does because even with the NFL even with the Amazon Prime games the ESPN Plus games even the games on ESPN if that game has to be available over the air in the mar- in the market so cuz that's the issue is for the MLS they're going to have stagnant growth they might have great growth internationally but they're going to have stagnant growth in the U.S. because nobody can watch their teams on a game-to-game basis without having to shell out a lot of money. And maybe that'll help attendance numbers a little bit, but that'll be about it. Comparatively to, you know, you, you look at what the Diamondbacks and really all the Arizona teams are doing right now where they're going to free TV. You throw it on free TV, throw it on a local, like what FCC used to do. 
FC Cincinnati games used to only be available on like their CW affiliate. Put it on the CW affiliate. You know, you put it on the CW affiliate locally, it can still be the Apple broadcast, and you can still have a little bit of a rights fee yeah, to go on with that. It. You know but, what? There's yeah. an example of that coming up this week, actually. I was reading um, the Ravens and Titans. They actually are going to, alongside the NFL Network broadcast, on their local affiliates, uh, WBAL and then the Tennessee Titans version of it, yeah. they are going to air it on that using that broadcast. And, 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 that's and, 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 that, and, and that's that's the NFL mandates that. You have to do that in the NFL. It has to be available over the air, live, each game, no matter what. To the local market. To the local market, to that, the immediate local market. So that is just like, say, for example, for Baltimore, that's just the Baltimore market. Not like... Uh, not like, DC, not DC. We'll, 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 we'll use, for example, for Cleveland. For Cleveland. Like, if Cleveland's on, like, Amazon Prime, if they're on Thursday Night Football, that game has to be available over the air in Cleveland. It's not available in, in Mansfield. It's not available in Columbus. It's not available in Toledo. Just Cleveland. But it is available there, and I think that that's what the MLS should do. And that's what, you know, that's what, if, the, if we're going to the streaming, that's what most of these companies should do. And that's basically what the, the Arizona is doing. Uh, the Sun, uh, the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team is yeah. doing it. Uh, the Diamondbacks, are, or the Coyotes are doing it. Like, they are putting their games on free, over-the-air television. And maybe it's just me because I never grew up with cable, but I love that. Yep. I had actually, I spent most of my time, uh, probably the first eight years, nine years of my life without cable. And it would be great because we could watch the Buckeyes nowadays. Imagine a, look, people look, growing up trying to watch the Buckeyes now. You would have to get Peacock. Look, yeah, look at this weekend, for example, with the Buckeye. I mean, we, we heard the promo uh, during the break for the Buckeyes uh, Purdue game. Oh, I see you, Purdue. And uh, <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to get a lot more numbers than what we would because. It's on. It's on Peacock. Right. You know, you, you have to listen to us for the game, and if you, if you want it for free. Yep. And, and I actually went on Reddit, and I heard. I was like, "What are people watching for the game?" There was a whole like thread about this, and they were discussing how, yeah, it's the Paul Kills game. I'm just listening on the radio because there's not. I'm not buying Peacock just to watch the game. I will say, I I own Peacock. I, I like Peacock because it, it it it's out of all the streaming. That's the one that I would keep. That's the one I prioritize the most because it does have a bunch of live sports on it, and it's all in the free tier, or not in the free tier, but like it's it's all in the basic tier. Right. You don't you, have to go up a level. You don't you have get, to go you up get a your level. Premier League. You get your Big Ten. You're good you, you, to go. you get you get your Big Ten, especially in basketball. That's going to be really nice. What really sold me on it is every single IndyCar race. You can watch it live on that. I love myself some IndyCar. You can watch all of those live. They have a lot of really good sports, especially with the Olympics. All the Olympic sports are on there. It's a really good streaming service, and it loses a lot of money, apparently, and that's why a lot of more of these things are getting pushed back onto Peacock, but if there is one streaming service to get, I would say it would be Peacock, because really, most everything that is on NBC proper, except for some reason NASCAR. They only put like three NASCAR races on there. But everything except for um, most everything is on. It's on. It's on Peacock. Right. If it's on NBC and it's a sporting event, more than likely it's on Peacock. And that's the one thing that I like. You don't have that with ESPN Plus. You don't have that with some of these other ones. 
But I can see where a lot of people are balking at the fact that, hey, I have to buy this to watch my Buckeyes. I, I don't like that at all. And, and, and I get that. And especially, like, if you're not interested in soccer, I, I'm interested in soccer. I, 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 like, I watch uh, the English Premier League sometimes. You know, I, I'm interested in... I, I'm interested in IndyCar, obviously. I, I watch a lot of IndyCar. They have some other uh, motor racing on there as well. Like, it, it, it's... I have enough stuff on there to where I'm interested and I, I enjoy watching there. I mean, some if, if you have good models, yeah. some places have bad models. I think Peacock does a decent job. I think NHL, their deal with ESPN Plus, I think is terrific. And you know what's cool about their deal is you can still listen to the local radio guy, or local TV guys, I should say, for each team. So there's individualized broadcasts for each of these teams. Yeah. But it's still all under ESPN Plus. So it's with NHL Power Play. If you have NHL Power Play, you can also watch through there. But if you have ESPN Plus, you if you have either one of those, if you got NHL Power Play or ESPN Plus, you can watch the team's games. And I think there should be more of those. It does, it's not profitable, but that's better for the fan and better for the consumer. And, and, and that really helps the NHL because if you have ESPN Plus, and I mean, there's, there's so many things on ESPN Plus that you have enough for it the, the thing I, mean, I, I can watch myself that's a good yeah point. and the thing the thing i have with espn plus is i want to be able to watch i want to be able to watch and, and this is the thing that's kept me from getting it because if i was able to watch like like with nbc if i was able to watch at least a majority of the things that are on espn and like they had it for the hockey games last night like if you had espn plus even if you didn't have espn you could watch the hockey games if it was that way and I, I think eventually it will end up going that way, I would get ESPN Plus. Because you have enough stuff behind, you have enough stuff on there, especially once you get around to college baseball and etc., that it's worth it. But it's it's a lot to get to that point. And if I if I have to buy that on top of ESPN, I, I, I'm just not around getting it. And obviously, once we get to basketball season, we're going to be talking a lot more about Peacock. I think Ohio State has about nine Peacock games. Nine games that are on Peacock. And there's some big ones on there. I think Ohio State-Purdue is on there. I know for a fact that Purdue at Indiana in Assembly Hall is on Peacock. Wow. That's which... A- and the big things that I'm got a simulcast at the NBC or something. No, because that's that's not the thing. It's gonna get people to. It's gonna get people to get a Peacock. That means so much. Like you take anybody in the state of Indiana. Holy moly! Yeah, they're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna get it. And I will say the one thing that I do not like about Peacock is at the moment their commentary teams aren't that good. Noah Eagle is part of it. Noah Eagles is is, is all right, but he's still trying to come into his own. Uh, he's still a bit too much like his dad. I, I think that him with basketball, he's the lead guy for basketball. Uh, he is going to be paired with Robbie Hummel, and that is a I match love, made in him. I love Rob, Robbie Hummel. He's done great stuff. It's funny, too, because I can remember, and that's how you know we're getting older. I can remember his playing days oh, at yeah. Purdue, no. and now his, he's a really great. He's my He was my favorite of the Big Ten analyst that they had for a while, and then he got moved over, I believe, to – was he an ESPN guy for a little bit? No, I mean he he, yeah. he he did them both. Yeah. He, he did Big Ten. He did Big Ten games. He kind of freelanced for Big Ten, and then he also had some ESPN games. He, he just basically followed Big Ten. Yeah. He's just a Big Ten basketball guy. He was awesome. Um, uh, so I think that's a great pairing. I, too, I, think, I think I think that'll help. Sense. But and I think with uh, Noah Eagle, he's also paired up on the Nets play by play team, so he's got that NBA experience. That's yeah, too. I, I I will say, but like the like Jack Collinsworth is going to do some games. I don't like Jack Collinsworth. That, like, Noah Eagle, there's talent there. Jack Collinsworth, 
that's a nepotism hire. That's a nepotism hire right there. And it just, I, it doesn't, it, it, he's not that good. He's not good enough to where it, like, really pushes the needle for me. Anyways, we, we got to take another break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about college football. Look ahead trap to game, uh, some game, of those trap games we mentioned, the Ohio State-Purdue game. We'll, we'll talk about that after the break. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. It's a matchup we've been waiting for all season as Nelsonville, York, and Benton County square off with a share of the TVC Ohio title on the line. Coverage will start with Football Friday kickoff live from Boston Field at 5 p.m. with the coaches show at 6.30 and kickoff at 7. It's the Vikings and the Buckeyes. Friday on Pure Rock 105. Do you have unwanted or old household items, tires, scrap metal, e-waste, or are moving soon? Well, make sure to come to Recycling Days on October 21st at the Athens County Fairgrounds from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. Bring your clothing, furniture, books, mattresses, and more for free. And for a change, you can recycle those tires, TVs, and fluorescent tubes and bulbs. Tires without rims are 50 cents per tire and $4 per tire with rim. Once again, Recycling Days, October 21st at the Athens County Fairgrounds. Game on. Fire to the end zone. Caught on the Into the house. Six for the Cats. Ohio wins. through everybody, and he sprints. Six for the Cats. This Saturday, the Bobcats head back on the road to take on NIU. The ball is gone. Back to the end zone. Paint this baby green and white. Our coverage begins at 3 on your home for Bobcats football. Cats and dogs from DeKalb on Saturday. Pre-game starts at 3 on the flagship. Pure Rock 105, XTQFM. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. I'm going to be hearing that this weekend. <laughs> I'm excited. I get to go to the USC Notre Dame game. I'm still mad at Notre Dame for blowing it last week, but uh, I'm really excited. i got to figure out what I'm going to wear because, like, it's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy. I'm Right now, I'm wearing this Ohio State, like, pullover windbreaker i mean you, you can go pull you over can hear by it. the way i love that's oh a, that's a i love one. it i need to find i need I to find my raven one for that too yeah, really i need yeah one. that that is cool i need to find yeah. one of those like i need to find a starter jacket let's be real yeah. i need to get a starter jacket yes they used to be clean as hell. oh yeah i need to get those jackets but uh i you know i'm sitting there and i'm going like what am i gonna wear because this would be perfect to wear to the game except i wore i wore it a few years ago uh, in 2019 to a bowling green notre dame game and literally people were sitting there and, like, grabbing their children and pushing them away from... Like, they're sitting there like, get away from that man. Jeez Louise. <laughs> well, I mean, they, apparently when uh, when they visited Ohio Stadium back in... Uh, Back in uh, back in the '90s, uh, the Notre Dame band, at least, we we talked with somebody who was in the band back then, and they apparently were not treated all that great. Um, so that, that's kind of understandable. Uh, but yeah, so this is not an option, especially considering what happened this year. Um, that's not an option. So uh, I don't know what I'm gonna get. Uh, it cannot be red. It can't be red. So obviously, because they're playing USC, you just go neutral. Across can't the be field. yellow. All black. Never go wrong. <laughs> I well, I I don't even have a black jacket, but uh, it, it's going to be a fun weekend for that. But yeah, we got we got for you. We got a report, and I I am I am a little bit distraught about this because my vision of a more perfect Mountain West is vanishing before my eyes. If this report is reputable, and, and again, it is a report. 
Uh, it, 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 but, but it's Athlon Sports. That's a pretty good source. I always have loved their magazine. But here's the news about Oregon State and Washington State. It's kind of like how recruits are getting a bunch of offers. Hey, they're getting recruited right now by the Big 12, and I think both of those teams, they deserve it. After this year that they're having, the Bees and the Cougs, I think those are two great options for the Big 12 to add. And if they want to add some more depth, I think it would be great. I think more football depth would be from those two teams. Basketball-wise, Oregon State does have an Elite Eight recently, which is pretty interesting. That that was, well, they've literally, like, you look at the history of Oregon State basketball, it's bad, 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 literal Bottom of the bottom of the garbage can, bad, bad. Even that season was bad. Then they just went on a miracle run, won eight straight games, <laughs> made, it, made it to the Elite Eight. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the- at least in football right now, they're actually at a real. They're on a huge <laughs> oh, yeah. uptick. They just built a massive new uh, renovation to their chainsaws. Yep, they chain, they saw, they conquered. Is how I like to say. That's one of my best puns of all time. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Oregon State and Washington, I think those would be two fantastic additions to the Big 12. But I know for you, as a Mountain West guy, I, I, think I wanted them in the Mountain West. But they're still going to play a lot of those Mountain West teams, and I still think those um, rivalries and battles are going to be. Uh, I mean, of course, Washington State, they're right by the border of Idaho and the other places around there, so it's really close. Oregon State, too. I just think there's so many great and valuable matches, but they would fit in the Mountain West. They, they would fit perfectly cool. in the Mountain West because they're always kind of the forgotten – they were always the forgotten Pac-12 schools. Like, I didn't even remember – like, most schools I knew – I didn't know Washington State existed until 2013. Yeah, and then they got decently good. Yeah, they were kind of irrelevant. I think Cal was a fortune. They're kids. They're California, and they get to be the Cal school, but there's a lot of their teams have been irrelevant too. I mean, Cal, Cal probably would have been, been, but they were still good back then. Bad in football, they were like six and six wins, seven wins. But Not either sure. way, though, I think it's going to be a big. I think Big Twelve could benefit from that move. And Oregon State and Washington State, the big storyline was they wanted to. This could be their last year in Power Five. So the fact that they might get a chance to be a Power Five school continued, I think that's huge uh, going into next season. But speaking of things that are huge coming up this week, Ohio State, they're going to a place where they've lost a lot of games that have saw some really great seasons come to die. They're going at Purdue, Ross Aid Stadium, and since 2000, the Buckeyes, they are 9-5 against Purdue. That is a really bad record relative to the rest of their Uh, records against Big Ten schools. I remember it was the Braxton Miller year, I think. Uh, when we lost in overtime at Purdue. Yep, at I, at, I, I oh, after that. No, game, me, too. Yeah. me too. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> me too. It was not. It was not a fun one. Yeah, uh, we went from six and three and looking like we were about to make the top twenty-five and have a great ending to the season to losing to Purdue, to losing to Penn State, to losing to Michigan, and we finished six and six. And I don't even. Rem- I don't even remember we were that good that season. The only highlight because it was I mean, after the Wisconsin win, we were six and three. Literally and beat Illinois. Yeah, that Wisconsin was game. That Wisconsin game was literally the only highlight from that season. Hey, I remember. You're not going to remember us beating six and zero Illinois, who was number thirteen in the country. Nope, I don't that, remember that. You know why? Because the remember, Illinois team finished six and six. They lost. They won their first six, lost their last. Seven. I remember. I remember edgy. I remember. I went to the first game and saw Braxton Miller's first touchdown pass. I remember going to. I remember seeing that we edged out Toledo, and that was a game. Oh, we, if it wasn't for Stoneburner, we would have. <laughs> for Jake Stoneburner, we probably would have lost that oh, yeah. game too. But there's there's quite a few. There's I mean, getting back on track, there's quite a few trap games. 
uh, Ohio, Ohio State at Purdue. Indiana always plays Michigan pretty tough. That'll they be that'll recently, be one. Yeah. Um, um, Ohio, the Bobcats at NIU. That's a tough place to play year in and year out to go to DeKalb and hope to get a win. I think the Bobcats are a better team. They're a better team than NIU, but even last year, that was one of the teams that was closest to taking down Ohio in the MAC. And you got Louisville at Pitt, which could be a trap game. Um you have some other big trap games, and you just got some big games in general. You've got uh, some humongous Pac-12 games, UCLA at Oregon State, uh, USC at Notre Dame. Uh, you've got Arizona at Washington State. And, of course, the big one, 330 Eastern, Oregon at Washington. And there's a lot of really good games. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to give out our surefire hot picks. As this is a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting. Hello, football fans. This is Voice of the Bulldogs, Cedric Granger. After Athens' terrific 48-27 win over Wellston, the Dogs continue their two-week road trip against their TBC foes, the River Valley Raiders. Can Athens make it four wins in a row? Find out on Friday. Join me and analyst Matt Frazee at 6.45 p.m. on 970 WATA. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, $1.19 each. Open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Head over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. Here's what's going on. Your hometown radio stations, 970 a.m. WATH and 97.3 FM, along with Pure Rock 105 XTQ FM, are here for you. Stay tuned for community updates, local news, weather, and, of course, local high school sports. Listen for local happenings like... Here's what's going on. And if your nonprofit group or organization has an upcoming event or any announcements, we would love to help spread the word. Just mail or bring the information to our studios located at 223 Columbus Road, Athens, Ohio, 45701. You can also send an email to PSA at WXTQ.com. Please try to have your information to us within two weeks of the event to help ensure ample time to get your message spread to the rest of our great communities. We are here for you and hope you enjoy the changes taking place. Southern Ohio and hometown proud. We are 970 AM WATH 97.3 FM at Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. That it is. And it's time for our Surefire Hot Picks. And we'll start first with you, Sadie. What do you got? Yeah, so we got that Astros-Twins matchup coming up tonight. I say Astros one or more home runs in this game between Altuve, Abreu, or Alvarez. I think they're going to get at least one, and I think they're going to close out the series tonight. But my pick is that they get one or more home runs. I I think I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. I had them Tuesday. They won Tuesday. I I, I think that they win again. I'm really high on the Arizona 
Diamondbacks. Yeah, those are going to be some exciting matchups tonight. I mean, we'll we'll get a nice chance to be sports fans later tonight. Got a little Wing Wednesday going oh, on yeah. here tonight. Got some great baseball that's going to be on, so we should have a nice chance to get to see those matchups and laugh along at the potential results if there are sweeps that happen if the the brooms come out in Arizona. I mean, nah, I mean we'll laugh a little bit, but it's not it's not as fun when there's no skin in the game. There's nobody nobody I know. Like there's like one person I know. We had well we had Andrew he was actually referencing this on Twitter. Yeah, our, our former colleague Andrew Molenkoff, uh he was on he, he was literally on like three shows yeah. ever. One of those shows he said, you know, I don't mind the format because whoever the Braves get will sweep. <laughs> And, uh, they lost it four to the Phillies last year, and now again they're not looking that great. That they he wanted did. to see. They just they could just avoid the Phillies. They'd be he, all the way. He did smooth. pull off an incredible reverse jinx because he tweets this out at like four. At like he tweets this out when yeah, it was like four nothing. Too. Yeah, yeah he, he tweets it out like four nothing, and then I, I gotta find that clip because I know we have it somewhere. I'm gonna find that clip, and when I do, I'll, I'll post it on my Twitter. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I'll do it if they lose. I'll do it if they lose the series. Uh, but no, he pulled off a masterful reverse jinx because he did that, and then the Braves came back and won. I, I'm not gonna say that that's gonna happen again, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it really could. Uh, we really could see it. I mean. I think that's just proof. This show's cursed. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is, man. I mean, look at the Penguins last night. I thought they were going to – I picked them to as my hot pick. They get up two to nothing. I'm like, oh, this is easy. Well, how, how, how many how many Canadians are there on, on the uh, – how many Canadians are there on the Blackhawks? I mean, in, in Bedard Canadian? Yes, yeah, he's so. Canadian. You, you sat there and you made them all mad because you were chanting <laughs> Fire Canada. They thought they were in a South Park episode and they got all mad and uh, decided, decided to score four goals. And, that's and the I issue. Know who that, that's what I said. Blame Canada. It's, it's, still, it's still cursing me even till now. I even thought that the uh, Ravens magically selling the game to the Steelers, that maybe bought Canada four more weeks. That'd be the only, only silver lining to that. And you know what? The AFC North race, it's still nice and fun. Speaking of AFC uh, North, AFC North show coming up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. A big emphasis on that. So uh, That'll be, be be with us for that one. That, that, that will be fun. As uh, Hopefully, Max, Br- Max Bronke has had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows as a Steelers fan. All Steelers fans. Max Bronke has gone from jumping into people's arms, screaming, yaying at the uh, TJ Watt strip sacks, etc., to literally sitting there like just in shell-shocked after the 49ers lost. It's been a year. Anyways, that'll wrap up the sports fan. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Cedric Granger right here on WATH.